I'm going to get you back first, and then... You're going to get me back. I think you've gotten me back. I think you've... <laughs> I think we're good on that, okay? <laughs> Before we get started, I want you to know this. This video isn't just for Will Smith. It's for any man, any woman who thinks it's okay to redefine marriage, who thinks it's okay to lay their hands on something that God has made sacred and change it to fit our own opinions. And one more thing, I want you to know this. I don't have any hard feelings, any bitterness towards Will Smith. He is a man made in the image of God and there is nothing I want more than for God to heal his marriage with Jada and for him to bring them both to the Lord Jesus Christ. I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation. He gave me his blessing. And I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. A relationship? Yes. It was a yeah. relationship. Now I got to be with you at the press conference <laughs> while you like to tell the world uh, about your transgression. If you've not heard, Will Smith has now publicly said he's in an open relationship with his wife, Jada Smith. So by the letter, yes, they are married, but it doesn't mean anything because they can sleep with whoever they want to. And just this morning, I was reading an interview where Will Smith shed some light on this and says that he's been visiting an intimacy coach to get advice. I quote, What the coach was doing was essentially cleaning out my mind. Letting it know it was okay to be me and be who I was, he said. It was okay to think Halle Berry is fine. It doesn't make me a bad person that I'm married and I think Halle is beautiful. Whereas in my mind, in my Christian upbringing, even my thoughts were sins. That was really the process that the coach worked me through to let me realise that my thoughts were not sins and even acting on the impure thought didn't make me and he uses a swear word to describe a bad person. Now, I don't know what kind of Christian upbringing that Will Smith had. I don't know what kind of things he was taught about the Bible. But I do know this. There is nothing wrong with being able to recognise when God has created someone beautiful or has made someone handsome. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I actually remember my own mother. When I was a teenage boy, I asked my mother, who do you think is one of the most pretty women in the whole of the world? Who's one of the prettiest women in the world? And my mum said, Halle Berry. So my mum also thinks Halle Berry is a beautiful woman. There's nothing wrong with that. The Bible itself describes people as beautiful. It says Rachel was such a beautiful woman. Esther was. Sarah was. In the Bible it describes David as a handsome man. He was good looking. So was Joseph. So was Absalom. So there's nothing wrong with saying someone's beautiful. But when it does become sin, is when you start to covet that person, when you start being dissatisfied with what God has given you and you start wanting that person instead of your own spouse, when you start fantasizing over that person and you start having, yes, impure thoughts as Will Smith alluded to. I think what's particularly heartbreaking about all of this is after all these years of having a Christian upbringing, after all these years of living a life in Hollywood, God is still speaking into Will's life and he's convicting him of sin. And what's Will doing? Shh, God. Shh, I don't want to hear from you. And he's suppressing his God-given conscience, which is saying, what you are doing is wrong, Will. Obey me. 
come to me, come to the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, which I'm guessing he heard about when he went to that Baptist church as a child. And so what does Will do? Well, again, in the Bible, there were men who heard from a prophet of God. They heard strong news, but they didn't like the answer. So they went and heard from another person who tickled their ears and told them exactly what they wanted to hear. Of course, this counsellor is going to say, yeah, just go for it. Don't feel bad about these thoughts, these impure thoughts. Don't feel bad about committing adultery. He's never going to turn around and say, no, what you're doing is displeasing the God of heaven. Return to your wife and tell your wife to return to you in faithfulness. Jada Smith and Will Smith, you need to come together as one flesh and keep the vows that you made in church before God. Of course he's not going to say that because he wants to be liked and he wants to get money. And my dear friends, there's a lesson for you and I to learn from this. Be careful who you get counsel from. Be careful who you receive advice from. The Bible says this, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And the truth is this, our culture today has cheapened intercourse. They've made it as trivial as brushing your teeth. You know when you sleep with someone, it's not just physical, it's two souls joining together. And that's why the Bible says this, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. And so I want to gently say to Will Smith and to the rest of the world, it's time that we stop messing with marriage. You see, marriage isn't something that we humans invented. No, it was created by God. It was ordained by God and he made it sacred. So we need to stop laying our hands on something which we have no right to touch. In the Garden of Eden, God put Adam to sleep and he removed his rib. But have you ever asked the question, why did God use a rib? Well, as Matthew Henry once said, God didn't make the woman out of the man's head so that he could rule over her, nor did he make it out of the feet so that man could trample on her. No, she was made out of man's rib. So she was equal to him, under his arm, protected and close to his heart. Okay, but just think about this for a minute. That means that Adam, when he woke up, he was missing something. He was incomplete, he'd lost something. So men, now you've got an excuse for why you're not all there. You are actually missing something, you're missing a rib. And then what did God do? He introduced him to the woman. And suddenly, as that man and woman were joined together in one flesh, the man became complete. And my dear brothers, just like Adam before he met Eve was incomplete, many of us men before we meet our wives are incomplete. And that's why coming together in one flesh, that is the beauty of marriage, that here is this helpmate who makes us whole. But just like a jigsaw piece, when you find that last piece, do you then need to add another one, another one, another one to make the jigsaw whole? No, because it's already completed. And that is what I would like to say to the Will Smiths of the world. Once you've found one woman who makes you whole and you're married to her, stay with her. You don't need other women to complete you. Your wife is more than enough. Now, if you thought that was deep, wait for this. Just like Adam was put into a deep sleep and a bride came from Adam's side, so a bride has also come from the last Adam's side the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross, when he was punished on that cross for our lies, for our blasphemy, for our impure thoughts, for our hatred, our adultery, when Christ was punished there on that cross and he cried out those words, it is finished, the price is paid, I have died for sinners. 
The Roman soldiers wanted to make sure, is Jesus really dead? So what did they do? They got a spear and they plunged it into the side of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know the story well. What came out of Jesus' side? Blood and water. What did the blood represent? Well, the blood represented that blood which washes away our sins, that can make us white than snow. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins. And Jesus died, shed his blood, so that you and I can be forgiven if we put our trust in him. But what did the water represent? Well, the water represented purification, that yes, our stains have been washed away and we can be pure and made clean in God's eyes. But it also represented life, that any person who trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ is granted eternal life. So, just like Adam gained a bride from his side, so the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, gained a bride from his side. Why? Because any person who has become born again, who has put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says we're part of the church, the bride of Christ. My dear friend, it'd be wrong if I did not ask you this question right now. And the question I want to ask you is this. Have you been made whole through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you been saved? Have you been forgiven? Are you part of the Bride of Christ? Because if the answer is no, I plead with you, stop whatever you're doing right now and come to Jesus Christ because he'll never reject you and he will remain faithful even when at times we aren't faithful to him. But if you are already a Christian, would you just do a favour for me? I want you too to stop whatever you're doing right now and just say a little prayer for Will Smith and for Jada Smith, that they would find the Lord Jesus Christ and that God would heal their broken marriage. And if you get a chance also, if you'd like to watch a video that is probably the most meaningful video I've made on this channel, all about virginity, please click here. And if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube ministry, please do consider subscribing. We'd love your friendship here at Off The Curve Ministries. God bless you all and thank you for watching.